Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mack. Today we're going to talk about a thing which is not a thing, but I'm making it a thing. Doesn't that sound good? Okay, I'll explain. I'll explain now because now you're all confused. I have a little thing that I make, which I call a strudel. It is not a strudel. I know what a strudel is, and I'm sure if you've listened to the show before, you know how I am about things not being called what they are. <laughs> but I have no other name for this thing. I guess it's a braid. It could be a braid, but it's not really a braid. It's more like, you know how when you lace up tennis shoes and you go back and forth? It's kind of more like that. So maybe I should call it a shoelace pastry. Hot cross bun? No, that's already a thing. That's already a thing, and it's, this isn't it. Uh. What What do you think about shoelace pastry? Shoelace pastry? Bootlace pastry? You think of those clever, catchy names, you know, that people people enjoy. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, it's not a strudel, so I think I'll call it not a strudel. <laughs> um and this is something that you can make with uh, my bread mixes. Depending on the filling, you could actually use just about any of the bread mixes and make this particular item. I'm going to give you like a basic outline for the not the strudel. And then I'll tell you what I have done. I'm going to have some pictures up on my Facebook page um, and Instagram so you can see the finished product, but it's a very simple thing and it's a really nice presentation. And what you do basically, if you use one bread mix, one bread mix makes one loaf of bread and that's the amount of dough that you need to make this strudel. I used plain old white bread mix. So um, using the white bread mix, you just mix it up according to the package instructions and let it rise. And then you're going to punch it down. And what you need here is a big flat cookie sheet. I like airbake cookie sheets. They're nice. They um, work well for everything. And they have it they're insulated. They have a double layer it's a double layer cookie sheet that has air in between the two layers and what that does is it allows your item to bake without burning the bottom, which works really nice for something like this that's filled that you want to bake evenly. So what I do is I take my air bake sheet, which, hold on a second, I'm going to grab one and measure it. I never thought of seeing what size it was. So this is a standard air bake pan. Uh, lengthwise, it is uh, about 16 and a quarter long and 14 wide. And I know you can get these at any any store that sells bakeware would have air bake pans. I, like I said, I really like them. I use them exclusively uh, for everything, cookies, buns, and a not the strudel. So you're going to use that pan, and you're going to grease it, grease the pan, the whole thing, and then you're going to take your dough and spread it out over the whole pan so it forms a rectangle about the size of the pan. Work from the center out, but be careful not to tear the dough. You don't want to have thin spots in it or tears where your filling can leak out. Now you're also gonna you're gonna make the thing on the pan and bake it on the pan, which is kind of a nice thing, mainly because it's like one thing to clean up. However, these things are virtually impossible to move from one pan to another, so this is a good way to do it. Uh, the next tool you're gonna need is a pizza cutter, which uh, pizza cutters are like the superhero of tools, kitchen tools. You can do so much with them. Great for cutting up 
food for your kids, uh, sandwiches, waffles, pancakes, etc. I use them when making scone mixes. Ah, see, cutting scones. Very handy item. So we're going to use this today. We're going to go down long ways on your dough square, your dough rectangle rather, and cut strips on each side about two inches long and from the edge. And it usually takes about ten cuts down the piece of dough. So you'll see that in the picture that I'm going to have on Facebook. I'm going to have a picture of the dough cut so you can get a good idea of what that actually looks like. Pardon me, I'm putting in a cough drop because I'm having terrible allergy issues. Now, once you get that cut, you're going to put your filling in the middle. You don't want your filling to be very wide or high. I used cherry pie filling, regular canned cherry pie filling. And what I did was I tried to stick to more cherries than the filling juice. So if you go down and you put your cherries side by side, like two cherries side by side the whole way down, make a little army of two cherries, leaving about an inch and a half at each end clear, that works just about right. Now, if you want to make, you can use any kind of fruit filling in this. You can make your own fruit filling. You can make like your own apple pie filling. You can make, you can put pepperoni and cheese in here. You can put just cheese in here cheese and seasonings you can do breakfast fillings like if you make scrambled eggs and allow them to cool put scrambled eggs and cheese down the middle you can put bacon in there you can put you can do a ham and cheese and if you use the rye there are a whole bunch more options there too right you can and you can use the rye bread mix and make a reuben or a rachel I've done that a lot. It's really good. You can use like brown Italian sausage in it in a pan, drain it and cool it, and then put sausage and peppers inside. I mean, the the it's endless what you can do. It's endless. And they're really nice because the finished product is pretty convenient to put on a tray and take somewhere. So if you're invited somewhere and you want to take something interesting, or if it's a holiday and you want to make like a special breakfast or brunch item, these are really ideal because they go, they go together really quickly. And they're different looking. It's something different. And they're they're nice. Like um, we've, we've had them oftentimes. We'll do the make the braid with like the sausage and peppers inside of it and then have sauce on the side to dip in. Or the Reuben ones with the rye bread have Thousand Island dressings to dip in. Just put in very well-drained and padded dry sauerkraut, very thin shaved roast beef lunch meat, and Swiss cheese, and bake it in there, and then use your Thousand Islands dressing to dip in. It's very nice, and I'm going to try to put some variations up so you can see the different ideas that you can do in combination with the different mixes. But there's so much, I mean, really, if, if it's something like if you have an afternoon and, and um, you want to make something like this, it's just, you know, do whatever you want to, anything you like. Uh, roasted vegetables, they're great with just filled with roasted vegetables, so good. And then you have that as a side piece um, with a bowl of soup. So lots of, lots of great ideas. So here we are. We have our cherries down the middle. Now we're going to start lacing. Hang on. How much filling should he put in? Usually the amount is about, um, it works out to about a cup of filling. It's not a lot because it's really funny. It, it kind of permeates the bread as it bakes. So you don't want to overfill. So when you see the pictures that I put up, you'll see it's a, it comes out to about the filling area should be about maybe an inch and a half to two inches wide. And then it'll end about an inch and a half from each end of the bread dough. And you don't want to mound it up real high because it'll it squishes out. I mean, it squishes out the end, so you'll, you'll see. 
So what you want to do is take the top edge of the dough and fold it over one strip and the bottom edge of the dough and fold it over one strip and then begin to crisscross the dough over itself and like push it down with your finger and it'll stick. Bink, bink, bink. And then do half and then start on the other end and do the other half and crisscross down. When it gets to the middle, it'll look kind of weird, but you can tuck the dough in a little, you know, and be creative with it. Now your braid is made. Don't let it rise. I provided bad instructions to a cooking class I did, and I had to change them because you don't want it to rise because if you do, it becomes like, I don't know, it takes on a life of its own. It's got like its own zip code. It gets so big. It's enormous. So you want to take it as soon as you're done braiding it, and put it into your 375 degrees preheated oven. And you're going to bake it. What This is what I do. I bake it for 12 minutes. And then I turn it. And then I bake it for 12 more minutes. So it comes out to about 20 to 24 minutes. Um, and it should be nicely golden brown the whole way around you know, you'll be able to look at it and see. It should just have a nice golden brown look to it. Sometimes stuff leaks out of it. Don't panic. Now, when you take it out of the oven, you want to remove it from the pan and put it right on a cooling rack and let it cool. If it's something that you want to serve warm, let it cool for a little while, then transfer it to a cutting board and cut your slices up. If it's a fruit-filled strudel, um, I'm sorry, if it's a fruit-filled not a strudel, then you'll want to let it cool so you can put delicious icing on it. I make a powdered sugar icing glaze, and what it is, it's butter, powdered sugar, vanilla, and milk, and you just blend that together. So it's usually, if you're just icing one of these, you would take a fourth of a stick of butter, one pound of powdered sugar, a half teaspoon of vanilla, and then... Just add a little bit of milk, maybe a tablespoon at a time, and start to stir it up until it gets to a nice consistency. Not a real thin drizzle, but the kind of drizzle that, like, glops off your spoon kind of a drizzle, you know. So you want it to be a little bit heavy so it doesn't completely run off of your strudel. So the fruit-filled one here, which I'm going to have pictures up of, we put the cherries down, we laced it up, we baked it, took it out, we let it cool completely, and then we put the icing glaze on it. Once it's glazed and you let the glaze set up, you can slice it. And I usually slice these into about a one-inch wide strip because that's a pretty, it, it comes out big, so that's a pretty big thing. And these are really good. And it's just bread dough. I mean, it's it's like, it's not nothing fancy. It's not even sweet dough. It's regular, regular white bread dough. This is such a good bread dough, though. You can do anything with it. So, um... That's my not the strudel, and I thought it would be a nice thing to to give out because we have a few holidays coming up. You know, you have um, St. Patrick's Day coming up, so you could like dye your white dough green. And I don't know. I tried that one time with some children, and uh, they said, "Ooh, Mary Mac, your bread is green," and they wouldn't eat it. So, <laughs> hey, we're smart. We got survival skills. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, you could do. Any sort of filling in it. So you have um, Easter coming up, Passover coming up. Um, well, you wouldn't use it for Passover, but you know you know what I mean. Little holiday things that are happening. Um, Mother's Day, whatever. So it, there's a lot of opportunities coming up in the spring and summer for taking something like this too. So I hope you give it a, hope you give it a chance. I think you would really like it. And um, remember to go to our website. 
MerrimacPodcast.com. And the store, you can just find the link to it on there, or it's store.merrymacpodcast.com. And I believe you're Merrimack Bakehouse on Facebook and Instagram, and Merrimack Mixes on Twitter. Yeah, so, t- so check us out, and um, check out the store. We have all the mixes up there, so you can buy them and try them. And I hope you give this a try. Let me know. Uh, post some pictures if you try it, and let me know how it comes out. Thanks for listening if you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you.